Hey, my name is Jackson Canty and welcome to Vim Online. Thank you for spending time with me today. I hope you are encouraged. I hope you know you have purpose, you are loved, and you belong. Enjoy this message. So I want to talk about the function of frustration. I kind of had this thought this week, really, um, about, I don't know if y'all have ever heard this term, faith over feelings or faith versus feelings, or, you know, like, it's almost like you've got to pick one. You can't have both. I don't know if you've ever heard that, but it's like faith you get you got you got to choose between your feelings or your faith and i think a lot of times our our natural maybe what the scripture would call it would be flesh our nature our humanity goes against the very thing that we desire in our spirit to do that's kind of why paul says i do what i do not want to do but what i do not want to do i i do that and that's probably the most relatable statement Paul ever made that I can really relate with. Paul made a lot of statements that I don't know if I can totally get under, but that's one I agree with him on completely. And he said that, and I said, I know that feeling. It's frustrating. The feeling is frustrating when you're trying to live for God, but there's this pressure to fit in with the people around you. I don't know if you've ever felt that. And so I had really been thinking, you know, along the lines of this discussion that we were going to be having, I knew we were going to have it. So I was thinking about it and I was thinking what I wanted to talk about. And I wanted to talk about, you know, the difference between your feelings and your faith, your, your emotions. I was in a sales and negotiations class um, and they said this, they said, most most of the decisions, even major decisions that people make are made based on emotions. So for those of you who don't know, I've been doing, I've been dabbling in real estate and I'm going to share a secret with you about the real estate world. People will buy a house just because they like the kitchen. People will buy a house. They, they, the floor can creak and the, you know, it can smell weird in one of the bathrooms, but they just love the kitchen because so many of our major life decisions are made based on emotions. And so I hear preachers say these things kind of like, Oh, you either got to pick your faith or your feelings, but you can't live by both. And I almost, you know, have been thinking about that statement and I'm wondering if that's necessarily the case because I know a lot of times my faith and my feelings don't go together, but I feel like sometimes just because it doesn't feel like faith in the moment doesn't mean it isn't. I'll say that again in a different way. Just because it doesn't feel like God is teaching me something doesn't mean he's not. Today I got home and my mom asked me, well, I didn't get home because I'm not at home, but I got back to the house where we're staying. And she said, she said, well, how was work? And I was like, it was good. She said, well, did you learn anything? And I was like, I don't really know yet. <laughs> I don't really know if I learned because I won't really know if I learned it until I have to put it into practice. And that's how, that's how when God's teaching you something, that's how it feels. It feels like 
sometimes when God's doing the most, it feels like you're growing the least. That's what I'm trying to say. And a lot of times we're experiencing in this world, you will have trouble. And it, if it sounds like there's a truck behind me, that's because there is. In this world, you will have trouble. But a lot of times the frustration of this world will become the foundation of our faith. The frustration we experience in life will eventually become the foundation to the very thing God is trying to do in our lives, the very thing God is trying to teach us. So it doesn't always feel like we're learning when we are. And even I was talking with somebody and they said something. They said, well, you know, the Bible verse where it says, God won't give you more than you can handle. And I said, that's true. But in my experience, sometimes God will give you not more than you can handle, but God will give you more than you think you can handle. So in the moment, it feels like he's putting more on you than you can bear, but he knows it's like Philippians 4.13. Let me pull it up real quick. I hope you're doing good. And I'm going to pull this up and I'm going to read it to you. And you've heard it before and you're going to hear it again. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. So that means no matter what I'm facing, what is within me is great enough. That's Philippians 4.13. And I know you've heard that. But I want to talk about Numbers 11 for just a second. And um, then we'll have a nice little group discussion. And uh, I'll give each other a virtual hug. And um, it'll be good. So I'm going to start in just first one. And I'm going to start reading down the line. And I think I'll stop around verse 9. All right. Let's do it. I'm excited. Jesus, bless your word. Speak to us tonight. Help your voice be the leading voice in the conversation. We're open. Our ears, our hearts are ready to receive what you have to say. In Jesus' name, everybody said, even though their mic's on mute, amen. Amen. Now the people complained about their hardships. They complained about their hardships in the hearing of the Lord. Hmm. I've found that the more I talk about my frustrations, the more they grow. Have you ever been like really upset about something, but then you got over it, <laughs> but then you started talking about it again and it was like, it happened all over again. And you were just, you were even more mad than the first time. Now you start putting in things to the story and you start, you know, adding some some uh some scenes to it that might have not really happened and you say oh yeah and they made this face and that's what they meant and now all of a sudden because of your thought on the event the frustration grows the frustration grows and so the the people of israel are complaining and as they complain their frustration grows people complained about their hardships 
And so the more they complained, the more their frustrations grew. It's almost like, I'm going to keep referencing uh, Paul tonight. He seems to be on the same page as us. Maybe I'm just stealing all my, my Bible study material from him. In Philippians 4, not, not 4.13, 4.8, this is what he says. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Think about such things. This whole time from the first week, four weeks ago till today, I really wanted to get the point across about so much of our faith is determined by our mindset. So on the level we try to experience God, it's not only spiritual, but it's mental. And so that's why Paul said, whatever is good, whatever is pure, think of such things. Because whatever you think about, that's where your mind goes, and that's where your focus grows. So what you focus on begins to enlarge. I didn't even mean to sound like Dr. Seuss right there. But when you think about it, it starts to get bigger. It starts to grow. And so if it depends what you focus on, that determines what you feel. Some mornings I wake up and I'm so encouraged and I'm like, I'll look, at, I'm, I'll look at myself in the mirror and give a 10-minute pep talk, and I'll be hyping myself and chest bumping myself in the mirror. And I'll, you got this. You can do it. You're called. You have a purpose. You know, da 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 And then the next day I wake up, and I'm like, I don't even want to get out of bed. But it, it's determined by my focus. So I'll get back to Numbers 11. Now the people complained about their hardships in hearing of the Lord. And when he heard them, his anger was aroused. And then fire, <laughs> this is some Old Testament stuff, all right? Then fire from the Lord burned among them. But wait, wait for it. This is where it gets good. And consumed some of the outskirts of the camp. So the Lord sent fire, but the fire didn't consume them. I hope you're getting this right now. I hope you're understanding what I'm trying to say. Because just because something's happening around you doesn't mean it has to affect what's happening within you. Just because what's happening around you is not ideal doesn't mean what's happening within you has to change. And so the Lord sent the fire but it burned up the outskirts. So they had the chance to focus on, well, we're okay in the middle of it. And sometimes you'll be in the middle of the fire. You'll be in the middle of the storm. You'll be in the middle of the trial. And what God is instilling in you through your frustration and what he's teaching you in the moment when everything around feels off, feels difficult, feels hard, when everything around what he's teaching you is peace in the middle. That's your job. You get to decide if you have peace or not. You get to decide that. 
It's a choice. You can't decide your circumstance. So some of you are thinking, well, no, there's no way I can decide peace because I can't control what happens. You can't control what happens, but you can control your reaction. You can know that the Lord won't give you more than you can handle, but you also know he might just put on your plate a little more than you think you can eat because God's in the business of stretching you, of growing you. If God didn't want to grow you once you got saved, he would have just beamed you up to heaven. Just, you know, like, like when you go to the bank and you write a check and you put it in that thing. I don't go to the bank ever. I just go on my bank app. But I remember when I was 15, I used to go to the bank back when we used to, you know, see people in person and stuff. And you can put the, the tube in the bank and it would just shoot up. That's not what God's trying to do. God's not trying to just beam you up to heaven. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're a citizen of heaven. That means your soul belongs to heaven, but my feet are still here. So I got to live for heaven. This is the frustration. I don't know if you've ever felt this frustration. This is the frustration I feel. I've got to live for heaven. I've got to live for heaven, but I've got to live on earth. And so it's a frustration because I'm living for one kingdom while I'm surrounded by another. And so the fire burned among them on the outskirts of the camp. The Lord let the fire get close but he didn't let it consume them. Yeah, he let it get close. I don't know if you've ever had a close call where something got close, where something almost happened, but God, just in the nick of time, he showed up and he did something and he moved something and he changed something because God's in the business of stretching you. God's in the business of growing you and the frustration you experience today is the foundation of growth for your tomorrow. Yeah. Now I'm in the text. So when the people, when the people cried out to Moses, notice the mindset here, the people cried out to Moses. He prayed to the Lord and the fire died down. Wow. Once his focus changed, his situation changed. I'm not saying if you start praying, God will change it. But I am saying praying can't hurt. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying just because you pray, God will change it. I'm not saying if you pray for the fire to go out, the fire will go out. I'm not saying if you pray for the healing, if you pray for the whatever you need, it'll just happen. But when the focus changed, the situation changed. And that's what God's trying to do. He's trying to change our focus. I've been saying this for four weeks and I'll move on. I'll talk about something else soon. But right now I'm trying to get you to see that God wants your focus. And what you focus on, that's what grows. What you focus on, that's what grows. And so listen to this. this is a, I'm going to keep reading out of Philippians. I'm going to just read the whole book to you next week because it's just so good. This is what Paul says in verse in Philippians 1, verse 6 through 7. I'm going to read two verses. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in me will carry it out unto completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And, and all right, here's verse 7. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you 
it's right. Some of the feelings, some of the expectations we have, we've labeled as wrong or right. But God's saying, maybe the thing that you hate is the thing that I'm teaching you through. Remember, Paul's writing Philippians from a prison cell. So when Paul says, it is right for me to feel this way about all of you, he's writing this from a prison cell, not from, from, not from a hotel room. He's quarantined. He's quarantined. And he's saying, it's right. It's right. I can feel this way. You don't need to, you don't need to just discount your feelings completely. Sometimes faith and feelings function together. Sometimes they function in tandem. Sometimes they tag team. And since I have you in my heart, and whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, I'm going to go back for that. Whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, what's he saying? He's saying, no matter my situation, no matter my situation, I can't choose my situation. I can choose my focus. So he's saying, whether I'm in chains, I can't control that. Whether they arrest me, I have no control over. Whether I get out of this prison cell next week, next year, in five years, I don't really, I don't really control that. Whether they let us start, you know, going back to normal, I don't control that. You know, whether, whether the thing works out the way I want it to, that might just be out of my control, but I can choose my focus and I can choose my peace in the midst of it. And so anyways, I want to keep reading out of numbers 11 because it's good. You never read numbers before because it's hard to stay awake through, but I went ahead and read it for you. So this is verse three. So that place was called Tabira because the fire from the Lord had burned among them. It didn't burn, it didn't burn them, it burned among them. Then the rabble, and that's a weird, real word, I looked it up. It means, a, it means a disorderly crowd or mob. The rabble, that's in verse four. You can cross-reference me if you need to. <laughs> the rabble, I read the verse to my mom and she said, what did you just say? She said, that's not a word, so we Googled it. The rabble with them, began to crave other food. And again, the Israelites started wailing and said, if we only had meat to eat, if only, if only, if we only had meat to eat, because they're reminiscing, they're focusing on the past. And I think it was last week when I said, a lot of us do a good job of moving on from our past when it's bad, but some of us have a hard time moving on from our past when it's good. And so what the people of Israel are doing is reminiscing back to the past. And they're saying, don't you remember when we just had meat to eat in Egypt? This is what they said in verse five. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. And also the cucumbers, yummy, melons, leeks, onions, garlic. They were whipping it up. But now we have lost our appetite. We don't even feel like eating anymore. We don't even have the desire. Have you ever gotten to that point in your relationship with God? I mean, I have. 
I mean, I have where it's just like, I don't even know what's going on right now. And I don't even know how to, how to function through my frustration. I feel like my frustration's too big, but I hope this is helping y'all. It just said my, it just said my internet connection is unstable, but I feel like my connection to the spirit right now is really flowing. So, but now we've lost our appetite and we never see anything but this manna. Manna! We never see anything but this manna. We never see anything but this manna. That doesn't mean anything until you realize manna is the provision from God that kept them alive. They're complaining about the very blessing they begged for. And some of the things that we complain about, verse 1, complaining, complaining. Now the people complained. Some of the very things we focus on and the very things that frustrate us now are the very blessings God gave us. But it's all determined on how you focus on it. It's all determined on how you focused on it. I heard this silly illustration. I would never come up with an illustration this silly. So don't pin this on me, but it just kind of feel like it fits right now. He said, this guy, he said, you know, I stepped on a nail and maybe, maybe I can get really mad and say, oh, Ow, I stepped on the nail and I can get really mad. But what if me stepping on that nail kept me from walking out in the road and getting hit by a bus? That's a silly story and I would never say it. But it's perspective. That's what it is. It's a focus. It's saying maybe, maybe, maybe things aren't going the way I want it. But maybe this frustration I'm experiencing today is a foundation for what God wants to do in my life tomorrow. And we label things too quickly and too soon and say things are good or say things are bad and say, you know, this about politics and that about that party and that about that people group. And we label people and we put people in boxes and then we get frustrated when things don't go according to plan and things don't fit in our little box. But God is trying to break your box. He's trying to get you to step outside of yourself. God wants you to open your mind, open your heart, open your soul to him. He wants you to be able to say whether I'm in chains. I'll keep praising whether I'm in chains. I'll keep preaching whether I'm in chains. I'll keep praying wherever, whether I'm in chains. I'll keep a positive attitude whether I'm in chains. I'll keep my head up whether I'm in chains. I can't determine what happens around me. The fire might fall, but it won't get in me. I can't control what's happening around me. I can't control the people's attitude around me. I can't control the mindset of the people in my life, but I can control what's within me. And so I want us to think about our hearts, like the camp. And it's like, what happens outside of the camp, we can't control. But what we control is our peace, our joy, our focus. We control our mindset, our hope. Our hope is set on things above. So we're living for heaven. But our heart's in heaven. Here's the frustration, but my feet's on earth. And I've got, I've got to think about heaven while looking at earth. That's the frustration. 
So they say, we never see anything but manna. That's all we see, you know? They're complaining about the very provision God gave them. And before we judge them, and before we talk bad about them, I think we might do the same things. I think we might do the same thing sometimes. I think, I think some of the things we complain about, you ever prayed for a job, got the job, and then came home and complained about it? You ever just really wanted to get into that school and then you got into it and then said you hated it, you didn't want to go back? Some of, some of the very things we complain about, they said, we want remember in Egypt, this is what they said. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt. Yeah. Yeah, but they were beating you. And you were a slave. And you had no control over your own life. Okay. Yeah. They had a good cafeteria. They had bomb fish, salmon. It was good. Smoked salmon with a side of cream spinach. Mm, it was delicious. But the blessing wasn't worth the pain. The blessing wasn't worth the pain. And so I had a little bit more that I wanted to talk about, but I wanted to give us a few minutes here at the back end to talk. So I'll close out with this kind of thought. But, you know, I had this friend who came up to me and he, well, he texted me and he said, Hey man, I want to, I want to get on a fitness plan. And I was like, okay, yeah. Like you can go, you should do it. You, sh you should get on a fitness plan. That's a good idea. And he's like, yeah. I was like, well, you know, like here's how much fitness plans cost and you know, you need to go join a gym and that kind of thing. Or, you know, at least go do some runs or some push-ups if you don't want to, you know, do a gym. He's like, well, I don't really want to do that. I just want some tips. He's like, just give me some tips, bro. I don't really want to go through the process. Just give me some tips. And I gave him some tips, but I was like, I was like, you won't even do on the front end what's required. And so, so sometimes we don't step into the thing we want. No, remember at the beginning what I said, Philippians 4.13, I read it. That is, I can do all things through Christ who is within me. The thing about that verse, we love that verse. The thing about that verse, though, here's the tricky part is I have to do it. I can do all things, but I have to do it. I can do it, but I have to do it. I can take the step. I can be successful. I can do the thing. I can walk in what God's calling me to do, but I've got to do it. I've got to do it. I've got to take the step. And some of us are just going up to God and saying, I don't want, to, I don't want the plan. I don't want to I don't want to pay for what comes with the plan. I just want some tips. I just want some tips. I just want some tips, God. I don't really want to, you know, surrender everything to you. 
give you 10% of my income and, and believe you for my future and trust you, you know, and, and live for you. No, I don't want the plan. I just want some tips. But if you want the progress, you've got to follow the plan. And here's the thing about the plan. I'm closing on promise. I'll be done three minutes. Here's the thing about the plan. Frustration, feelings, they're a part of the plan. God could have made us like robots, but he didn't. God could have made it to where we never get frustrated. But sometimes frustration is what it takes to change. That's why we complain about things. But maybe the things you're complaining about, maybe God's letting that frustrate you so you'll actually stand up and do something about it and be the change and experience the change. Because what God wants to do The progress is going to come through the plan. The progress is going to come through the plan. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this blessed you. I hope this encouraged you. Um, yeah, thank you for tuning in. I want to say um, thank you to those who give to... Um, to the podcast. It helps so much, helps us reach and do more. And so really appreciate those of you who do that. If you're interested in doing that, go um, to our website and you will see there the support page. Um, You can get to our website by clicking the link that is in the uh, description below. Thank you so much. Hey, before you go, I hope this encouraged you. I hope you know you have purpose, you are loved, and you belong. If you did enjoy this, um, I just want to ask, share it. Um, Screenshot it. Send it to your friends. Share the link. Do whatever you can do. Get the word out. It'll really help help us out. Um, Second, go to our website, vimonline.org. If you just made a decision of faith and you're like, I want to start stepping in relationship, walking in stride with God. If that's you, the very first page, when you pull up vimonline.org, it'll be a decision for faith. You can put in your name, your email, and your address. And we're not going to do anything weird. We're not going to bug you. We're not going to send you a bunch of stuff or show up at your door. We just want to say congratulations. We want to send you a Bible um, and some other resources that will help you getting started along and walking with God. Also, by going to Vim online.org you can support financially it is the financial gifts that help us move forward and take the ministry into new places thank you so much i hope this blessed you thank you